Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey parents, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. Today, as we start the podcast, we want to let you know that this is going to be part one of a two-part series, How to Be an Awesome Parent. So join us today for part one of How to Be an Awesome Parent. Hello parents, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Today, we are going to have so much fun. It's a topic I absolutely love because I'm a big picture guy. I like the concepts. I like to have everyone see where we're going and how we're going. This is today. It's like, and the topic for today is how to be an awesome parent. And so just let us ask you a question first. I mean, do you want to be an awesome parent? I hear, I heard them all say yes. Well, I mean, you know, maybe you just want to be an average parent. Maybe you just want to go. Hey, I didn't hear one person yeah. say average, please. So when your child is getting married and he or she is standing up there giving that, what do you call it? The toast. Um, then, you know, do you want them to say, oh yeah, oh yeah, I had an average dad. My dad was okay. Yeah. I mean, he was fine. <laughs> or, I mean, I mean, mom was all right, I guess. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I mean, do you want them to say, Thanks, Dad. You were the best dad ever invented. I'm so lucky God gave you to me. Yeah. Or they would say, Mom, you're my very best friend and my inspiration for life. Yes. Isn't that what we're going for, Moms? Isn't that what we want okay, at, the, so, at the toast of the wedding? Yeah. So which one do you want? Hey, my dad was okay. Maybe, He's fine. Yeah, he was it's just fine. Yeah, he was there some of the time. Yeah, he was fine. <laughs> and so then it's like, how if you want to be the best and but it it just it baffles me sometimes how um you know we we are still with our ministry and everything we've done and seven kids we had to be we kind of became students of family and um you know it was it was amazing to me how people just uh, parents would just either one they didn't know what they were doing and didn't want to ask <laughs> or they thought when they were really young that they knew what they were doing. I mean, we were just, we were like, wow, we don't know what we're doing. We definitely knew. We we definitely knew we didn't know what we were doing. We we, definitely knew we were in over our heads and eventually we even got outnumbered. And and we desperately wanted to find out because um, these, we didn't know. I mean, I was just so afraid I was going to mess it up. You know, I was, I was so afraid I was going to mess up parenting. I wasn't afraid I was going to mess it up, but I was I was super interested and fascinated with how families worked and those those interdynamics, as you know, you say, just how they work together. And, and I didn't know necessarily. I just had one sister. I didn't know how that worked. And so I was super intrigued well, with and family. Was, and you had babysat kids. I mean, exactly. I was such and a played rookie. babies. I was, I mean, I I've been done, practicing my whole life. <laughs> I, I had no clue how to, I mean, I was the youngest in my family. I'd never been around babies and or all of a sudden. cousins or anybody yes. little. Yeah. And so, um, you know, um, but we want to, that's what we're going to talk about in the podcast. Actually, the next couple of podcasts, some key things every parent needs to do to become an awesome parent. And 
not, not things, not ways we are inside, but what do you need to pursue? What do you need to think about uh, doing in order to become an awesome parent? Because we can't just sit still. We can't just be a parent and, and expect to be an awesome parent. We're going to, we're not going to learn anything. I mean, let me give you an example. You know, um, a couple of years ago, I started fly fishing. And so, um, and if you know anything about fly fishing, it's you know, hard. It is, but and I, I don't know anything about fly fishing. I just know that Don comes home and says it's hard. Well, and you know, I had never even fished before, much less fly fished. And so I just, and it's intricate. There's a lot of things to it. But I mean, just think about if instead of, you know, if all I did to become a really good fly fisherman was I bought a fly rod and I went out and bought some flies and then drove out to the river and started fishing. I mean, I didn't get a guide. I didn't watch a YouTube video. I didn't ask any of my that friends. That would have been helpful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but if I, I didn't do that, but if I would have, I would have, you know, what kind of results do you think I would have gotten if I had, I mean, it's hard enough doing it with a guide and watching videos and doing the things I'm doing, but I feel like that's what parents do sometimes. Wait, wait, I went back to the store. Did you catch anything? Well, I caught it when I had the guide. <laughs> oh, and, oh and so, so when you were on your own without knowing and, anything, you didn't catch anything? I don't catch Did anything. you even throw the rod well? well I mean, yeah, did, I, did the fly land in the water? Well, now it does because <laughs> I've practiced and I've had people show me things. But I just think that's how parents do it a lot. They they either, like we say, we either don't know what they're doing and they don't ask or they think they know what they're doing and they don't learn enough. And so today, and, and I love it when we can take big concepts and make them simple to people. I love it when people do that for me. Right. And I think today we've, we've taken a big concept, how to be an awesome parent, and given you four very practical ways that you can, uh, and what we, ways that you, people you can pursue in your lives that will help make you into an awesome parent. Yeah, you know, so what I love that I love about this is that we could say, well, to be an awesome parent, you need to be teachable or you need to be flexible or you need to be kind or you need to be loving. I mean, the list could go on and on and on about the qualities that you need to have as an awesome parent. But we're going about this at a, at a completely different way. And I know that it's going to maybe surprise you and for sure challenge you is what if we were to tell you that how to be an awesome parent is not about so much what you do is about who you surround yourself with. Yeah. And who who you pursue and what if it's about the people that are in your life and that's what we want to talk about today because those people are going to rub off on you you become who you're around i mean you know one of the things we're not going to talk about here that's a big part it's probably a separate podcast is pursuing jesus yes and and so we're but we're talking there, about but we're yeah but we're we just assuming about, you're going to do that yeah, we're talking about pursuing people but you know if you're around jesus a lot if you're around your bible you're going to become like jesus well what about the people you surround yourself with in life and everything we're talking about today starts with pursuing people yeah. And so just to, to, before we even go into the people that we're going to pursue, just think about your parents. And so many times we default to parenting the way our parents parented us because those were the people we were around. Yeah. We don't change the legacy. We don't change the legacy unless we want to, unless we realize I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the dad that spanks my kid all day long, all the time. I want a different. And that's what I love about the, the people that are, are part of crazy cool family. What I love love about you guys here is you guys are pursuing a different way to parent your kids, not by the people that you were around being your parents. And so we're just going to open your eyes to some different people that you're around and how they can um, influence being an awesome parent. Yeah. So the first ones are 
to pursue people in front of your family, to pursue people that are out in front of you, parents and even families that are ahead of you mm-hmm. in the game. Um, you know, Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there is no counsel, the people fail. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to me that that verse says safety. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say there is success. Right. It doesn't say, it just says, because you can, I mean, how many times as parents, you just want to know, man, I'm doing the right thing. It's going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And, and yeah. you might even say in the multitude of counselors, there is confidence. You know, that's what it says. And so, um, so, you know, um, and, and really that's in so many ways how our entire ministry was birthed. You know, we wanted to make it easier. We, we sought out lots of parents uh, to, to mentor us, counsel us when we were younger parents. And oh, yeah. We were like sponges. We would invite them over to dinner and we would ask them, okay, how did you potty train this child? How did you get sleep train this child? How did you get this child to eat peas? I mean, I just felt like I was constantly asking those older, wiser moms ahead of me, what was your successes? I mean, and in the good things and the bad and all the things, you know, what, what did you do when your teenager rebelled? What did you do when um, you didn't, when there was a situation you didn't know what to do with? And so... We definitely I, I, pursued those people in front of us. Just a few steps ahead of us on the journey. I remember one time we were talk, We were over at this family's house, and um, the mom, you know, we had younger kids. They had a little bit older kids than we did. And uh, she looked at her like, I don't know, four-year-old child or whatever, and she, whatever the kid's name was, I can't remember now, and she said, um, it's time to take a nap. And the child just turned around and walked up to his bed and went and got in bed, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? I mean, that was like a magic trick to me. And so I wanted to know, I was like, how, cause I yes. spent days getting my kids to take naps. I mean, rubbing their backs and talking to them and reading books and everything else. And it was like, wow, that's amazing. Yes. How did you do that? And it, but it wasn't just that. It was like parents would maybe like, grade school kids that obeyed or had teenagers that they had good relationships with. And were oh, like, oh. I re- oh my gosh. I remember being over at the, the actually the, the Knoll's house and um, their son came home and he had been mudding in his Jeep and his Jeep was just filthy. And I remember thinking, oh gosh, we're about to watch this kid get just dressed down and, and get in so much trouble and get grounded and all this stuff. And he comes in and the dad's like, hey buddy, did you have fun? Looks like you had fun. I mean, and it just, it just opened my eyes to what kind of relationship you can have with your teenager that they actually had planned that and it was a it was something that the teenager went out to do with the dad's blessing not behind his back yeah so one of the things we one of the things that we encourage parents to do encourage you guys as younger parents is find those families and people that are in front of you that you want to follow who do you want to be like um you know and what that's like we said that's uh, that's why we developed a that's why we developed our membership site base camp because we wanted to make it and and we we started out through just uh creating courses that we taught to small groups people mm-hmm. we knew and we you know we always tell people that we were so blessed by what people did for us and how they invested in us that we wanted to make our ministry how we invest in younger parents mm-hmm. and so we we started out just 
you know, we wrote a book, we did small groups and we did courses and things like that. And then uh, the Lord led us to do things more with technology so we could expand our reach. But That's it's the, the podcast. Hello, all you yeah. people out there. Well, and, <laughs> and ultimately with Basecamp, because it's just a technology tool to allow us to be uh, one of those families that are out in front of you. And we really do mean, you know, we always want to be there for you and we'd love for you to be in your lives forever. But, uh, <laughs> but we also want to um, tell you to, you know, seek mentors in your life. I mean, I have probably, I would say, and, and it doesn't mean a mentor has got to stay there for, you know, 30 years, but I, I've had probably, four or five real men mentors uh, that I had that have dramatically influenced my life. Mm -hmm. And some of them have come and gone. Some of them have stayed. But uh, men, who's your mentor? Mm -hmm. Moms, who's your mentor? Who's that lady that you're going there? Husbands and wives, who are those mentor couples you're going after? Because those are going to be people that, I mean, and, and like we said, if you'll let us, we'll be those people. We want to be those for you, but, um, but we shouldn't be the only ones. And also, um, who are those? Because, you know, pick them out because God, um, and, and I can honestly say I pursued them because, and, and, you know, a lot of times people say, well, nobody's investing in me. I'm like, who are you going after? Right. Because that's what it takes because, and, and what you'll find is, is that people who, uh, the right people will love to invest back into you mm-hmm. because that's part of where God, that God is, has opened their heart. You think, oh, they're busy or whatever. And some of them may be, but I found I've rarely got turned down for somebody when I wanted them to be a mentor. Yeah. So the, the picture that I just have in my head is that, you know, we're all, I say it all the time, we're on this journey. And when you're pursuing people in front of you, it's like, you've got your hand reached out to them. Like, hold my hand, help me, you know, let me, let me come along beside you. Let me walk in your footsteps. And, and that person reaching back and holding your hand. And with that connection comes the exchange of wisdom and experience and, and opportunity and investment. That's what comes back to you as you're holding that hand of somebody in front of you. Yeah. Um, so pursuing people in front of you is super important having those people that are uh, and relationships are so key with that is because so much of you know i can just remember being i'm sure these people were like go home mannings we're so tired of you don and suzanne but i can remember you know just sitting down and talking with people for a long time at their houses or they were at our house or whatever um and, you know, we might just glean one, we would come back home and maybe we just gleaned one nugget out of it. Mm-hmm. But we, but there's something about just hanging around the right people that are in front of you and you learn so much it, and, and you might not even know what you learned, but, uh, but they're also so inspiring. I think that's kind of how I want to finish this topic is when people are in front of you, they, it is so inspiring to see what they've done. It gives you confidence that you can do it too. Yeah, and I and I love that, and it, it is inspiring. And what I wanted to say is that don't you don't have to go after just the great families or the amazing families because we had several families that we kind of grew up with that maybe a, a teenager wasn't making the right choices and they had to make some hard decisions on what to do with that teenager. And we were there and we got to process with them and we got to pray with them. We got to see how they chose to do things with their teenagers 
teenager, which then empowered and equipped it, equipped it, equipped it, equipped, equipped, equipped. <laughs> <laughs> didn't sound right at all, yeah. equipped us on what we were going to do when our teenagers hit those rough spots. Well, and also what happens is when it's so encouraging, so along those lines, you get to know people. And you find out they're messy. Oh, yeah. They're not perfect, which yeah. makes me feel really good because guess what? I'm not either. Yeah. And it makes you feel like we, so many people <sighs> come inside of our, we, you know, when they come inside the Manning bubble, if you will, yes. they'll go, wow, we didn't know you did that. <laughs> or wow, we didn't know this was, yes. and then we're like, hey, yes. you know, it's, it's, uh, and, it, and it, it encourages and inspires when you get beyond that. So even if you, you know, you may think they're awesome and then, and they could be, it doesn't mean they're not awesome. It just means that people are messy and we all have issues. And you can learn from the messy people, just like you can learn from the people you perceive as clean. And that's just what I want you to leave with is that the criteria for somebody being in front of you is that they've walked a few steps further on the journey than you. That's it. It doesn't matter if they're clean. It doesn't matter if they're messy. It doesn't matter if they succeeded. It doesn't matter if they failed because we can learn from it all. It does help if they, you know, we do pick mentors that are going in a certain direction we want them to go. We, we want to follow. Because <laughs> you don't want to hear them all the time saying, yeah, don't do it like this. Don't do it like this. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to hate it if you do that. Yeah. But, but people in front of us, are. we want to pursue people in front of us. And, we, and I just want to say one more time along with Basecamp, and we at Crazy Cool Family, through Basecamp, through our book, through the podcast, through our social media posts, we want to be in front of you. Yeah. We want to grab your hand. Because we're old. Yeah. We want to <laughs> grab your hand and we want to hold your hand and we want to help you on this journey of parenting. We want to give you what we were given as we yeah. were when because we were young parents. We we have been married for almost 30 years. We have raised seven kids. We are old. Right. And so we've got and, a married, we've got grandkids we, yeah. now. We I mean, we used to be young, but we're not anymore, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so that's okay. We're young at heart now. But yeah. um, but we want it. We want to help you in any way we can. And and the second one. So yeah, let us be people in front of you. Yep. And so the second one is about uh, pursue people moving with your family. So you want to do people in front of your family. We also want to do people moving with your family. Mm-hmm. We call that community. Right. You want to build community. And um, like like-minded friends that have the same values that help you when you're raising your kids, people that have that that are coming along beside you that you're that they're in your life. Maybe it's your neighbors and you've all got a bunch of small kids, or maybe it's your small group at church. Just people that are in the similar, maybe even season of life that you're in, and you're doing life together. Yeah, um, you know, we still have friends, so. In that season now for us, and I strongly recommend that you get involved in a local church. Mm-hmm. A crazy cool family. You know, people yes, say, COVID's over now. Come on, <laughs> come back to church, people. We need you there. Yeah. We uh, love you. Church has been a huge part of our lives, a huge part of our family story. Um, uh-huh. Even though we are a parachurch ministry, we support the local church. You know, our local church birthed this ministry with oh, us, prayed sure. over us, yes. launched us. I still, I mean, I talk oh, the to my pastor all the dedication time. Dedication and introduction in the book are from the two pastors from our church. Exactly. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. Because the local church, and so, um, so parents, if you're not involved in a local church, let us encourage you to, to, to be involved. And we'll find, you know, find that local church because... You can build community there. It's, it's the easiest place to build community of like-minded people. 
Most definitely. Yeah. Um, one of the areas that we had like-minded people was we homeschooled for a season. And the, a lot of those people we actually did go to church with. I mean, until we started going to homeschool co-ops and stuff like that. And then we had exposure to people that we didn't necessarily go to church with. But I think about that, those people moving together, us moving together with those different families and us celebrating the 4th of July. I mean, at one point in time, we had... I think it was only four or five families, but there was probably 50 people there right. because Lots when everybody's got five, 10 kids and that's who our kids' friends were, they weren't necessarily friends that they had met somewhere that we didn't know their parents. All the families were together or we would go on, on vacations. Remember we went snow skiing one time with right. like four or five families. And, right. and I look back over my, our children's childhood and that's what it's built with. It's literally built with people that were moving and growing with us right you know because parents um one theme of family that we see a lot and and even within families and outside with with different family units the enemy wants to isolate you but god wants you to live in community yes you know just look at ecclesiastes 412 says though one may be overpowered Two can defend themselves, but a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. The more you weave yourself in with other people, the less likely your family is to be broken. There's a, you're, and there's so many reasons for that. One of them is is that you're more actually more likely to know what's going on with your kids. Mm-hmm. You're more likely because you're building that community and more people. It's there's not isolation. That kid's not in their room all the time. They're out with right. people and doing things. And you, as well as you know, you you have this community of people that you can talk to. So you know you don't feel like that you're the only one failing. You feel like there's other people around you that are having success and you know and um, and failures along with you. Yeah, and I think that so many times us moms, we feel lonely. I mean, it's lonely parenting when you're at home with small children who can't have an intelligent conversation other than fix me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Right. And so when you've surrounded yourself with like-minded moms, then you can go on an adventure together like we did when we would go to the museum or go to the park and we could sit there and have conversation and watch the kids play. Or the the dads, like what value did you have when we got together with the dads? And I was just laughing because I remember you going with another uh, mom in a van with our cross you, we, country. We had five, y'all. We had five, and they had five, and so it was. Uh, Actually, I had four because I was pregnant with Michael, and she was pregnant with Cole. Yep, and so, so we each had yeah. four little kids, but they were like eight and under. Yes. I mean, they were. And, and they, we went to and they Mississippi, went, Alabama, Georgia, <laughs> up to Tennessee. Yeah. Why did your husband, I'll tell you why our husbands let us do that. Cause they're thinking a week without all these kids. Yes. yes. Bless you. Go wife. Go, go make it here's, happen. Here's the credit card. Enjoy. <laughs> we'll rent the van. Um, but you know, there's so many memories we have. In fact, today, when we see those families, there's a special connection we have. And even though the families have dispersed, I mean, we're still in the same, a lot of us are still in the same community, right. same, same area here, but uh, different churches and different, you know, different uh, seasons of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kept having kids and some of them didn't. <laughs> so they're still there. They they're have, like, see ya. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we get back with them. And it's, well, it's it, so it, fun now is that because that legacy is there, we're now, I actually went to one of the girls so my friend's daughter's baby shower 
And that's what's happening. We've been to most of the weddings and Mm -hmm. now we're coming to the baby showers. And so now we're actually seeing that next generation as we raised our generation, we're now seeing the generation that we raised starting to have their own generation. It's just that ripple effect. You know, it's because it's think about if you had high school friends or you had college friends, I mean, you start to build this community of friends that uh, that really does. I mean, during that season of life, they were invaluable to us. I mm-hmm. mean, they just talked. I remember so many conversations uh, being talked off the ledge of things with uh, either other men or, you know, when couples out to dinner or. Oh, yeah. Or, Get the babysitter and just go laugh with adults. Right. And so we want to encourage you. So people move in and people moving with your family means Man, look for people that are the same age as you are. Mm-hmm. Have the same, same have the same uh, age kids. Um, they don't but, have to be the exact same age. They can be similar because we just had a wide range. But they were all small kids, little kids. Right. And and I can think back to the some of the parents that we've mentored, you know, and look at their communities that they have. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when we, it, it's when we see that, we see those families, we see them enjoy church more mm-hmm. because they're connected with something. And, and then they serve together. You know, these guys work out together or they go hunting together. Yes. And the, the women go do their thing Remember together. Remember when you guys all took everybody camping? Oh, all the little oh, kids camping? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was, I don't know which was worse, your trip in the van or us camping. But, you know, um, and everybody has, you know, just, it's like when you get your family, when we get our family together now, we, we, we talk back about the memories we had. That's what happens when we get with these families. You know, we have those memories that are get created and what it does for you with, um, with your, um, family right now is it just gives them, you know, it, it, for example, we would tell our kids, um, it's, it's a whole lot easier to stand together than it is to stand alone. Right. I'm well, glad you brought that up because well, I thought about that. Well, guess what happens when you build that community now your kids have someone to stand with them. Mm-hmm. You've got somebody moving along with you. And so when it's like-minded, that's going to make the same decisions that believes in spending the night or not spending the night or playing with this or not playing with this. And so I say when you, it's easier to stand together than it is to stand alone. I think that's what I said. I think that's what you said. I actually think it's, it's hard. Maybe that. I said it's harder to stand alone than it is to stand. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it goes back to Ecclesiastes 4, Ecclesiastes 412, you know, one may be overpowered and that's easy to happen. But when they build, you know, when, when community, um, you know, I remember, um, one of the guys that was in our, um, in our circle of families was giving a, um, he had gone, he went to a Christian school and he said, um, it was cool there to do the right thing. Right. There was and, positive peer pressure. Yes. And so, and that's what happens when you build community, even mm-hmm. among the adults, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. then if there's a marriage, you know, if there's a marriage issue, Man, everybody's gonna group. You know, you you you're gonna pull together and say, "Hey, hey, guy, let's 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 focus on this." And if it's you, they're gonna say, "Hey, why don't you focus on this?" You know, love your wife; she's a great person. Whatever it is, right? And they're gonna encourage you in that regard. Yes, doing life together with families around you is so valuable. So we're back to if you've forgotten now what we're talking about. <laughs> it's how to be an awesome parent, right? And so what we're doing and and. Uh, we mentioned this at the very first that we're going to do this as part of a two-part podcast. So we're going to wrap this one up. So we're going to wrap this one up, but we want to remind you that what we're doing is, is we are talking about things to do to be an awesome parent. 
and we've talked to just about a couple of them pursuing the people. We, we talked about it first, just pursuing people. Right. But, but, and that's what, and even in the last two, we're going to talk about the two and what are more they? More people. We're well, going to pursue more people. Yeah. What are they? You're going to have to come <laughs> to the next podcast to find out. So, but we're going to talk more about pursuing people and how, when we pursue people, uh, we become the awesome parent that we want to be. I so, would even say we become an awesome person, not just parent. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. So we will share with those those last two with you next time. So come back and see us next week on part two of how to be an awesome parent. Hey, I hope these two podcasts on being an awesome parent are helping you get a vision for how you can do things differently as a parent to better connect with your kids and help inspire them to connect with Jesus and connect back to you. But hey, parents, we want to go deeper with you than just our podcast. Our passion is to train you, to guide you into everything God has for your family. You can read our book, you can listen to our podcast, and those are helpful. But the best way we can help you is through a membership we've designed that we call Basecamp. What's a membership site? It's a way through technology that we can give you all of our content and interact with you over time to teach, inspire, and guide you on your parenting journey. We can't learn parenting overnight. We can't learn it by just reading a book. Basecamp allows us to drip our Crazy Cool Family content into you a little or a lot at a time at your pace. So then you can go out and apply it with your family and then come back for more. Listen, parents, if you could invest just a small amount of your time and resources each month, and it would give you the blueprint on how to be an awesome parent and give you the best shot at your family being awesome, would that be worth it to you? That's what we designed with Basecamp, and that's what we have for you. Go check it out. We open up membership a few times a year, and it's open right now. Go check out the link in your episode notes or in your podcast email. Come join us in Basecamp. It's the best investment you will ever make in your family.